Instagram. This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. Hundreds of Navy SEALs are being denied religious exemption from the COVID jab. One-fourth or more of all Navy SEALs are in danger of being blocked by the Pentagon from being deployed after refusing to receive the COVID vaccination, according to a report. There are hundreds of Navy SEALs who have not been vaccinated, do not want to take the vaccine, or have had and recovered from COVID and have the benefit of natural immunity. Hundreds of the SEALs who were given a deadline to get the jab this week have sought a religious exemption. A lieutenant colonel in the Air Force reserves and a JAG lawyer who is representing several other SEALs as a private lawyer said the Pentagon has threatened in writing that unvaccinated SEALs, including those who get a religious exemption or already have natural immunity, will be forbidden from deploying with their teams, all but ending their special operator careers. He said, my clients include several Navy SEALs who are a small part of a large group of SEALs and other military members who are being asked to choose between their faith and their ability to serve our nation. They've been told that if they seek a religious accommodation, they likely will no longer be able to serve our country as Navy SEALs. It's a large number that are declining to get the jab. It's in the hundreds. And it's not the senior leadership, it's all the shooters And it's going to have a massive impact on our country. Well, welcome to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. That's not all that's having a massive uh, impact upon our country. It's the refusal of medical personnel to take the jab, so to speak. According to a network expert, a so-called expert, they said faith can kill. So... Mr. Biden needs guidelines for religious vaccination exemptions. What kind of guidelines? Well, Columbia University's Robert Kitzman, who directs Columbia's bioethics master's program, stressed that employees should not be able to easily obtain religious exemptions from President Joe Biden's vaccine mandates. In fact... He went on to say the Biden administration should create guidelines to decide whether Americans' religious objections measure up. Measure up to what? Measure up to Joe Biden's religion? His religion, his religious persuasion doesn't even measure up to what he says it is. We're in trouble. As a nation, we're in deep trouble because... There is an agenda that is far bigger, far bigger than is generally talked about on the news concerning this matter of our the vaccines, the matter of the uh, uh, COVID-19, and all of the variations that are echoing from that. In fact, on Tucker Carlson, he had a, a PowerPoint from the U.S. Army justifying vax mandates with a slide that lists seven tenets of Satanism. Interesting. 
We're not going to go into that much more. It's so vast what is happening here. It's so much that it's hard to even keep track of it. An Idaho doctor has now said that there's a 20 times increase in cancer in vaccinated patients. Dr. Ryan Cole is a board-certified pathologist and owner and operator of a diagnostics lab. And he said that since January 1st, in the laboratory, he said, I'm seeing a 20 times increase of endometrial cancers over what I see on an annual basis. And I'm not exaggerating, he said, because I look at my numbers year after year. I'm shocked. I've never seen this many endometrial cancers before. He said the COVID vaccines seem to be causing serious autoimmune issues. The doctor noted that two types of cells are required for adequate immune system function. Helper T cells, also called CD4 cells, and killer T cells, often known as CD8 cells. The doctor said that post-vaccine, what we are seeing is a drop in your killer T cells, in your CD8 cells, And what do CD8 cells do? They keep all other viruses in check. So he noted that as a result of the vaccine-induced killer T-cell suppression, he is seeing an uptick of not only endometrial cancer, but also melanomas, as well as herpes, shingles, mono, and a huge uptick in HPV, that human papillovirus infection, when looking at the cervical biopsies of women. This is big, but that's not even the biggest aspect of this issue. The biggest aspect of this issue has to do with the advance of ultimate governmental control to mandate your every move, your beliefs, your body, which the Bible says is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And now our government under the mandate of Joseph Biden and his henchmen, wants to make your body the temple of Bidenism, which actually is a precursor to the temple of the one world government, the Great Reset, that he represents. That's the bigger issue here today. But in order to understand all of it, we need to have a broader continuing broader reflection of what is actually taking place. In Australia, I don't know if you're keeping up on it, but citizens in Australia's largest cities have taken to the streets in protest of the strict coronavirus lockdowns and mandatory vaccination for workers. And so police have been dispersed in Melbourne, firing rubber bullets, stinger grenades, and pepper balls on the third day of violent demonstrations. In Melbourne, the residents have been under a strict lockdown for 230 days. That's three-quarters of a year, about, two-thirds of a year. And that includes a 9 p.m. curfew. One wrote, I've grown up my entire life in Australia, and I can't believe that I'm seeing this in my state as well. He's a journalist. He said, I cannot believe what I'm seeing. It's gone from one of the freest countries to what is essentially a biomedical police state. That's what we're looking at. 
a biomedical police state, some are calling it a medical tyranny. Whatever term you want to use to apply to it, on this program, we tend not to look at things just from a geopolitical or normal political or on-the-ground kind of, uh, of look. But we look at those things that are actually occurring and then look at what the Bible has to say about those events and circumstances. Daniel, the prophet, had to deal with a similar situation. He and the three Hebrew children, young people, had to deal with the same uh, similar situation. And they refused to eat the king's meat. They said, no, we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. Apparently, there is a time to take a stand. When is that time and what stand should we take? We'll be right back. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. The Moderna CEO said that the pandemic could last another year. I don't think it'll be limited to a year. It's going to continue to go on because they're taking advantage of this for a greater purpose. The greater purpose happens to be exactly what Klaus Schwab, the head of the World Economic Forum, said uh, right at the beginning as Joe Biden was being inaugurated. Klaus Schwab said, we must seize this moment, this pandemic, we must seize this COVID moment in order to drive our agenda for the Great Reset, which is a euphemism for the one world government or one world order. Now, friends, this may initially have seemed to many of you as nothing but a conspiracy theory. It is not a conspiracy theory. In fact, if it was a conspiracy theory, then George Herbert Walker Bush, the 41st president of the United States, was involved in a massive conspiracy because he is the one who in 1990 declared before a joint session of Congress that this was the beginning of the new world order. Right there at Gulf War One, the beginning of the new world order. He was the first president to state that and then... Over 200 times during his administration, he repeated those words, the New World Order. Isn't it interesting that George W. Bush, his son, was a globalist? Isn't it interesting that their father was a glo- their father and grandfather was a consummate globalist? The entire Bush family, or almost all the Bush family, are consummate globalists. And that's the reason why George Herbert Walker Bush decided to vote for Hillary Clinton instead of Donald Trump, because she was a confirmed globalist, as was her husband, Bill Clinton, who went and got his Rhodes Scholarship, and uh, that was awarded by Cecil Rhodes, who was, shall we say, the founder of 
the latest modern version of globalism. All of these things tie together, friends, and if you're, if you don't have your ear attuned to the reverberations on the ground, if you're hiding away, you're not going to understand what's going on. Here on this program, we're attempting to translate in an honest uh, way the events that are taking place. We're reporting them, but not just reporting them as information. If that's all we do, it's not enough. That can stir people up. It can make them fearful and so on. That's not our goal here. Our goal is to help you that are listening to this program to be prepared for the even greater events that are about to take place. Fear has torment, and we are being encouraged to fear. Encouraged to fear. And people are afraid. People don't want to get sick from these for the virus or from the vaccine. But they also are beginning to realize that the numbers that are being touted by supposedly trusted medical sources such as the CDC, Center for Disease Control, and the National Institute of Health and so on, are not trustworthy. Those statistics have been completely, has been largely remodeled and the information that would have been helpful has been eliminated because it wouldn't sell the vaccine. Speaking of selling the vaccine, this just came out. A Mayo-trained doctor is warning of COVID-19 mutations. A Delaware Army National Guard uh, doctor, Kelly Butterbaugh, gives instructions to a motorist during a drive-through coronavirus testing mission at the University of Delaware Science, Technology, and Advanced Research Campus. A Mayo Clinic-trained medical expert says the so-called vaccines against COVID-19 aren't really effective because they are made to address the virus as it previously was, not as it is now. It's because the coronavirus mutates. It's mutating. Why is it mutating? One of the main reasons it's mutating is because of the vaccines. The so-called vaccines, which are not actually vaccines, as we've shown here on this program in the past, are actually causing the virus to create, how would we describe it? Uh, Very smart viruses that find ways to get around the vaccine and then up their ante, in other words, increase in their uh, uh, virility so that those who are getting the Delta variety or the Mu variety or whatever other new ones are coming down the track are actually getting sicker. Why? Because the virus has actually increased in virility, not protecting protected by the vaccine, but the vaccine actually has created the circumstance that is accelerating the problem. Now, that being the case, then why is it that a report has come through that doctors 
are being encouraged by the American Mental Associate Mental <laughs> American Medical Association to actually change their approach and to use deceptive language to market the vaccines so that people will look on them very positively. Uh, they will not be seen as something that uh, should be uh, they should be concerned about at all, but actually should uh, I'm, I'm looking for that report now for some reason it's escaped me at the moment. In any event, uh, it is a very real report that the American Medical Association actually has defined and urged doctors to adopt a whole new course of conversation and use of words so as to avoid people resisting the vaccine. At the same time, though, a supermodel, Dotson Crows, refuses the vaccine. She says, I will not be forced to take the shot. A supermodel. The 36-year-old said that others had inspired her to speak her truth about her stand against forced vaccination. She said, I will not be forced to take the shot. I will not be forced to prove my health to participate in society. I will not accept exclusion of people based on their medical status. Freedom of speech, she said, is a right worth fighting for, but we can only solve this uniting in peace and love. So, beyond that, we are going to hear from a woman. She happens to be a physician's assistant. Now, a physician's assistant, a PA, is actually someone who basically functions as a doctor. They don't have the MD behind their name, but actually they're functioning in many respects in doctors' roles all over the country because of the shortage of doctors. In fact, what my wife and I have experienced is that oftentimes the PAs are sharper, more more perceptive in diagnosis and so on than even the doctors. Now, this particular PA, physician's assistant, actually has a role that is beyond just the normal physician's assistant. This particular physician's assistant is has a role of, shall we say, reference and dominion over an entire hospital. She is looked to within the entire hospital as the go-to person to guide with regard to such things as the vaccine and COVID. And we're going to hear from her starting right now. My name is Deborah Conrad, and I'm a physician assistant um, at a local community hospital. I've been there about 15 years. I'm a hospitalist PA. I take care of the inpatients. So if you're in the emergency room and you have to be admitted to the hospital, you'll see me, and I'll take care of you throughout your hospital stay and discharge you when you're ready. I love my job. I love my job. Being in the medical field and knowing how important it is to make sure that we keep patients safe is number one priority. January, February is when we started hearing about the pandemic. And then I remember the day that they closed churches and schools. The fields are empty, the playgrounds deserted, 
And that's when it really hit home for me. And I realized, okay, it's coming. It's coming here. We got to get ready. I was actually sent into a larger hospital to learn and train how to take care of potentially catastrophic situations. Many of us just had severe anxiety during the pandemic, thinking we were bringing this home to our families. There was a bunch of us that went to learn how to do mass casualty training um, in case we needed it. So that was a little scary. And that's kind of when it really hit home for me. The vaccine rollout went pretty smooth at our hospital. I've never experienced an emergency use vaccine or an emergency use really anything in my lifetime. I've been pro-vaccine. I mean, my kids are vaccinated. Um, we rolled them out to to pretty much like essential workers and that and all at first. There were many that were excited about it. And I understand we were all looking for a way out. After rolling them out then to the kind of general public, the elderly and um, in nursing homes in the area, we would get elderly in with COVID. It was kind of interesting. And it was it was weird. It was almost like a week after they would get their first dose, they would test positive for COVID. And then we started seeing patients coming in, you know, uh, I got my vaccination and a week later they're in with pneumonia. I can say for sure in 2021, this is the year of pneumonia. Independent of COVID, I've never seen people with so many pneumonia, sepsis. And, and even in the middle of summer, you know, all summer, that's what we would get in the hospitals, pneumonia, pneumonia. After the vaccine rollout, I definitely noticed an uptick in heart attacks, strokes, blood clots, gastrointestinal bleeds, gastrointestinal complaints, appendicitis. Uh, we even saw pancreatitis, recurrent cancers. It was noticeably increased. Where It wasn't just me noticing it. it was everybody seemed to notice it. It became clear to me that there was something wrong. I knew nothing of theirs, uh, the vaccine adverse event reporting system. I didn't know about our responsibility to report. It was never even talked about when these vaccines were rolled out. I mean, you hear it in the news here and there, but there was never this push to make sure providers were made aware that if you're getting patients in the hospital with issues, these issues, whatever, that here, here, you got to go to this website and start reporting and start paying attention to stuff. That was never educated to us at all. And I went on the website, I looked, and the first thing I noticed was that it said healthcare providers are required by law to report certain adverse reactions to theirs. And I, I said, what do you mean? Like, what law? So, and then you look further, and it had a whole section on it, exactly what you're supposed to report. It's specific things you're supposed to report to VAERS after the COVID vaccine rollout. So that's when I started um, reporting patients on my own. Well, very quickly, that became a full-time job in and of itself. I would say within three weeks to a month, I had already had 50 patients reported. Um, and that was just of the providers that were willing to tell me about patients, recognize that there may be a problem. So I went back to my administration and I said, I need help. You know, I, I can't do this all myself. It's overwhelming. I'm on the phone with the CDC all the time. I'm on the phone with these patients. I need more people to know about it so they can help me and we can do the right thing. But that was met with then resistance because that's when the vaccines were really starting to get pushed. Everybody's got to get vaccinated. This is how it's going to go. And by me admitting that we need to report because there may be some issues, it would create vaccine hesitancy amongst the healthcare workers, amongst the staff, uh, amongst the other staff, amongst the patients. Well, that's when things 
changed because I, <clears throat> I, I wouldn't be quiet about it. And what I did was I put envelopes in our emergency room and told many of the providers, hey, if you get a patient that comes in and they just got their vaccine or you think something might be related in any way, go ahead and put their demographics in the envelope and then I'll take care of it and call the patient and get the report done. Thinking it was only going to be a few reports a week, no. It turned into, like I said, a full-time job very quickly. When you roll out an emergency use product that you're going to mass release on the population, wouldn't you assure that you have safety mechanisms in place? The first thing you would do is assure that people were educated about side effects, what to report, who to report to, before you did that? Exactly, that's what you would do. But that's not what was done. We'll hear more from her when we get back, along with a whole lot of other information. I hope you'll stay tuned. This is Viewpoint. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. Saveus.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at saveus.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, saveus.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, saveus.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived, Save America Ministries website at saveus.org. What's at risk with regard to this whole issue of mandating COVID vaccines and the virus and all of the potential uh, consequences of taking the vaccines or not? Well, the number one thing that comes across our minds is, well, if I don't get the vaccine, then I might get COVID and die. The problem is that the vaccines were never intended to keep you from getting COVID. In fact, we've been told that by even Dr. Fauci. But for some reason, a contrary message is left with the public, and that is, if you don't get the vaccine, we can't stop the virus. But the vaccines were never intended to stop the virus, because viruses will be viruses. And so, the vaccines were only intended to diminish the effects or symptoms of COVID if and when you got it. That was their purpose. The question is, are they accomplishing that purpose? Well, it depends on who you talk to. As we listen further to this physician's assistant, who had dominion in an entire hospital, in fact, was called to an even larger hospital to take over there in order to help with this situation. She's discussing, my goodness, the problems that were associated with this, these vaccines were not being told. They were not being reported. And even oftentimes when they were reported, they weren't included in the CDC information. Why? 
because it would affect the ability to market the vaccines. So they call it vaccine hesitancy. Is it really vaccine hesitancy, or is it that people really see, are beginning to see the truth, and they don't like what they see, and they're not willing to submit their bodies to the potential consequences that are becoming more and more real for those who actually take the vaccines. So that's the second problem. The second problem is, do I really want to run the risk And the risk is far greater than anybody is saying. They say, oh, there's just very little risk. It's not true. They just aren't reporting the rest of it. In fact, what we are told is that the actual number of consequences, serious consequences coming from those who take the vaccines is a hundred times more than what's being reported. So, we have a choice. Do you want to take the risk for yourself or for your loved ones, for your children, and so on, of potential immediate consequences, that is, consequences within the first six months, say, of taking the vaccine? The next question is, since we're told, even by the founder, the one who created the MRN vaccine, since he went on record warning the entire world not to take this vaccine and actually warned the FDA not to approve it. Why? Not because of the immediate effects, but because of the long-term effects, which he knew were likely and potentially catastrophic. So that's the third reason. But the fourth reason, perhaps, is the most important of all. And that is, if you are willing to submit amid all of these things to a mandate to take something that has potential serious risks, not only for yourself, but for your children, your grandchildren, and echoing on in your own life, perhaps in the next 5 to 15 years, as the nefarious components of these vaccines take their toll on your body, which is called the temple of the Holy Spirit. Are you willing to do that? And if you're willing to do that, then you must be certainly willing to take the mark of the beast. Because the mark of the beast is going to come on with all kinds of wonderful promotions the greatest thing since sliced bread. In fact, speaking of promotions right now, did you know that Amazon is handing out cash prizes and vehicles to its workers that received the COVID-19 vaccine as part of a push to vaccinate more of its frontline employees? That's right. Employees, five employees were awarded cars worth up to $40,000 as winners of a vaccine sweepstakes. If this is so great, why are they having to promote it like this? And question, my friend, you remember the story of Jacob and Esau? You remember how Jacob was cooking up a pot of stew 
And Esau came in from the field famished, and he asked his brother if he could have some of his red stew. So Jacob said, yeah, you sure can, but I'll tell you what, you trade your birthright as the firstborn for this bowl of stew. So Esau reasoned in his own mind and heart, well, I'm so hungry, if I don't get something to eat, I'm going to die anyway, so what good is that uh, long-term birthright going to do for me? So he traded his invaluable birthright for the future for an immediate cup of soup. You know what God said about that fellow? Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. Why? Because he was willing for immediate benefit or immediate perceived benefit to give up that which was valuable to receive something of just very little ultimate value. And that's what a lot of people are doing with regard to getting the vaccine. They want to take a trip. So what do they do? They get the vaccine. Not even thinking about the consequences. And on and on it goes. Your job, your ability to go to a ball game or whatever it is. All these different things. Not even thinking. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, friend. And when that mark, that infamous mark, comes down the path, which is coming right behind this, probably within a couple of years, now what are you going to do? You've already set the pattern for your own thinking, for your own decision-making. You have actually carved a, a path in your life to make it easy for you to receive the mark. You need to think about that, because that is the most serious component of this entire issue. The others are all temporal arguments, but that one is eternal. And the counterfeit Christ, the imposter, the Antichrist himself will use it to the max. And if you think Biden is persuasive with all of his henchmen and using the medical profession and Dr. Fauci and the CDC to persuade you and to deceive concerning the real import of the statistics and so on and what this these vaccines is really about. If he has that persuasive power with you, just think what the Antichrist will have. Just asking, just thinking. You might want to get a copy of my book, Antichrist. How do I identify the coming imposter? It is a $22 book. $22, it's yours on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. Give us a call, 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries. P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. Purpose here is not to strike fear, but it's help us, helping us to be able to stand in the evil day, friends. This is 
the evil day. This is not just an evil day, it is the evil day. And it's accelerating dramatically. Let's go back now and listen to our physical, our, our physician's assistant. should have been the first thing. Educate your healthcare providers who are going to see these people in the hospital. Well, then how come we didn't get educated as healthcare providers? Well, I was told we're supposed to educate ourselves. It's not their responsibility. Why are we not wanting to report this? I don't, I don't know that the matter of not wanting to report it. I think the... The position that the system has taken is that each provider has the responsibility to report up their own patient. This is a conversation now that she had that was taped with the hospital administrator. The providers aren't provided education on what we're supposed to be reporting and the importance of such. How do they know to do it? But I believe the providers should educate themselves when they're when they're dealing with uh, patients related to COVID vaccination. They don't even realize that. These are specifically the conditions that we're supposed to be reporting to there. So when we had a ton of them, I mean, we get thrombocytopenia, blood spots. Just Tuesday, I think it was, we shipped out, I think, three cardiomyopathies, blood clots. We got a guy on the floor, and well, he just died. I just pronounced him a second ago. Who got his shot, and literally two weeks later, the guy ends up with uh, cancer blown out of nowhere, a, a, a portal vein thrombus, like... Just get strokes. I had a lady that, that had a stroke within 48 hours of her vaccine, fully on anticoagulation. I had a lady have a bilateral PE and she was on eloquent after her vaccination. I know these are things that are reportable. That our hospital system talked to their risk management team, and I was no longer allowed to report on any other patient but patients of my own that I saw where there was a warning that I was told I must support the vaccine effort. And the approach to the vaccine, you know, during the pandemic, um, I received a, a, an excellence award for just my patient care and just how dedicated I am. And, and now I'm being looked at as a... Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Is this what we want our children exposed to? Is this what you want your body the temple of the Holy Spirit exposed to? 
when the leaders within medicine and in hospitals and Dr. Fauci and Pfizer and Moderna and even the media are all coordinating together to drive this like a a freight train through the life of every single American, no matter the consequences. The World Tribune came out with a piece today. Dr. Fauci and Pfizer pushed to vaccinate young children. Big media is still mum on all reports of adverse reactions. Even as thousands of cases of deaths from and adverse reactions to COVID-19 vaccines are pouring in by the day, which are continually ignored by big media, Team Biden and Big Pharma are now pushing the jab on children as young as five years old. Pfizer said Monday that it will seek emergency authorization to use its COVID vaccine for children ages 5 to 11. Are there not some serious conflicts of interest that have been documented? Oh, yes, but they've been ignored. And then we have the American Medical Association schooling doctors on word manipulation to promote vaccinations. That's right. I have the whole article in front of me now. A doctor is reporting this. To manipulate the words that doctors use so that people will not have any more vaccine hesitancy. How many times have you heard people say, well, just go to your doctor and trust your doctor. Well, that's the problem. How can you trust your doctor when the American Medical Association is telling the doctors to manipulate the minds and hearts and decisions of their patients? And the serious consequences of the vaccines are not being reported to the doctors. And so the doctors think, oh, well, this is just, uh, there's just hardly any possibility you could ever have a negative problem from a vaccine. Maybe you didn't know. Maybe you didn't know yet that the COVID vaccines have resulted in more negative consequences and deaths than the sum total of all other vaccines known. This is my understanding. All other vaccines that are known. More in the last year and a half. This is serious stuff, friends. And do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? At what point will you and I as Christians be able to make decisions that will not immediately conform and submit to this kind of tyrannical authority? This is not democracy, friends. This isn't even a republic. This has turned into medical tyranny. We go on to listen to our physician assistant friend. Dangerous individual that's putting my patients in harm's way. Bye, boys. 
These patients deserve to be heard. These injured, I have to say potentially injured, because we don't know, right? But they deserve to have a voice. They're being shunned too. They're being told they're crazy, that they have anxiety, that it's not real. They don't have anybody fighting for them. There are injured patients out there. There are people whose lives are completely destroyed as a result of these vaccines. There are people who are now in the ground because of these vaccines. I have no doubt about it. And I'm speaking out because I want to be their voice. And I hope others come forward too, because I know I'm not alone. I know I'm not alone. I wish that you have been able to see some of the pictures that I have seen of people in hospitals suffering from the adverse effects of these vaccines. Their bodies contorted, involuntarily jerking. It's like their entire nervous systems have been completely destroyed. And that's just some of them that you can actually see. But there are so many. So many that it's internal. You don't see it on the surface. You can't necessarily photograph it. How do you photograph someone who's died from the vaccine by picturing their dead body? That doesn't say anything to you. They're just dead. It doesn't tell you how they died. But when you see people convulsing, uh, it communicates a completely different picture. And friends, may I suggest to you that the entire world now is convulsing. This is a catastrophic convulsion that is taking place, and it's not just COVID. It's not just a vaccine. It is the convulsing of the entire world in fear and trepidation and not only afraid of getting COVID, but even more so afraid of the tyrannical rulership of governments around the world. Australia, New Zealand, France, yes, Israel, America, everywhere you go. Almost everywhere. Canada. This is being used as the means for governments around the world to take dominion over their people in ways heretofore dreamed impossible in the Western world. And which part of the world is it that is the resurrected or resurrecting Roman Empire as described by the prophet Daniel, the last great empire of earth. It's the Western world. It's not China. It's not Russia. It's England and France and Germany and Australia and New Zealand and South America and North America. That's the Western world, and that is the resurrecting Roman Empire. And it's that group of nations that is striving for a one-world government. Not to rule over China, 
but to rule over the entire Western world. China wants to rule over the world. We know what China's like. Xi Jinping is the titular messiah of China. But who will be the titular messiah of the Western world, the resurrected Roman Empire? It will be the Antichrist, friend. And this is how he's going to gain dominion. First, he will gain dominion by flattery, telling the people what they want to hear like the politicians do. Even like the American Medical Association now is trying to do with doctors, to tell the doctors what to tell their patients that will make the people want to take the vaccine, even though they have other current problems, questions, issues, that the doctors are going to kindly assure them that everything is wonderful and everything is cool. Otherwise, would the CDC ever tell you? Would Dr. Fauci ever tell you, the head of... Would would Francis Collins, the head of the National Institute of Health, would they ever tell you to do something that wasn't for your benefit? Well, they might. If power, perks, and position lies ahead for them. If there is a greater goal, if there are amazing forces in our world, political, economic, spiritual forces that are moving the world inexorably toward the culmination of all things. It's called the end of the age. And you never thought that was going to come, did you? It was always going to be some other time. It couldn't possibly be in our time. I remember my father, he was born in 1914, and uh, he was a pastor all of his life, and he really believed that Jesus was going to return in his, his lifetime. Well, maybe it will be in his son's lifetime. Maybe it will be in yours or your son's lifetime, your daughter's lifetime. But it's coming rapidly. I'm not trying to give you a picture of the day or the hour of Christ's return, but we are instructed to understand the season. In fact, the Apostle Paul warned the Thessalonian church. He said, look, you guys are not ignorant. You know what the Bible has said. You know you should understand these times. You're the children of light. Even in the midst of the darkness, you're the children of light. So don't let these things take you unawares. And he said, there is going to be a great falling away. Many who profess the name of Christ are going to fall away. And Jesus warned about it, too. He said, because iniquity will grow so greatly, the love of many will just wax cold. Paul says they're just going to fall away. The word for that is apostasy, apostasize. They're going to fall away. And friends, you're seeing it. Something motivates people to fall away. Either it's the loss of their love and relationship for the Lord, or it's embracing secondary benefits and goals out of either the lust of the flesh, 
the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, or extreme fear. And that's the reason why Jesus warned. He said that men's hearts will fail them for fear for the things that are coming upon the earth. And that's what's happening. And unfortunately, the agencies of our government, rather than educating the people, as this physician's assistant has said should be happening, not only is the government, but even medical leaders, even hospital presidents, have joined the campaign to hide the realities that would have affected people's decisions in order to advance the cause of making sure every human being on the planet is vaccinated. Once you can get the majority of the people vaccinated that way, supposedly on the cusp of saving their life, it will be a very easy thing for the counterfeit Christ and his henchmen to encourage through force and threat of force that no man will be able to buy or sell save he who has the mark, the identification of the new global government. A godless global government that believes it. Humans will save themselves. It's all about a Messiah, friend. Now, for those of you who are living there in Massachusetts and Connecticut, uh, I want to let you know that, again, on October 23rd, from 8 to 11.30 a.m., that's a Saturday morning, we're going to be up there for a special breakfast. Uh, I hope that you'll make your reservations so that uh, you can be part of that. It's going to be an amazing time. Uh, Go to our website, saveus.org. That's saveus.org. Uh, go to the web store and then choose Viewpoint Bread uh, Breakfast at the top right, or you can give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA. That's 1-800-SAVE-USA. You must make your reservations by October 13th. You must make them by October 13th. The cost per person, $28. I hope we'll see you there. God bless. Be a blessing. Stand fast in the Lord and the power of His might. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.